the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time to feel the power. With Hurricane Hotline. You think football is fun? Uh, yes. Hosted by Dave Bristow and Hurricanes head coach, John Booth. Talk to the coach now. 877-969-8600. Now, here's Dave Bristow and coach John Booth. Good evening, everyone. We're live from Buffalo Wild Wings for yet another edition of Hurricane Hotline. I want to thank everyone for tuning in tonight. We have an exciting show as it is officially playoff mode for the Manatee Hurricanes. The win Friday night over Newsom catapulted us into the playoffs 63-41. Coach John Booth, great win on the road. And congratulations. Now you can uh, wrap up the season against Southeast, the regular season, and turn your attention to the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate it. We, you know, it was something the last few weeks that we really stressed to our guys that, uh, you know, we, we couldn't split it. We couldn't go one and two and get ourselves into postseason. And we really challenged them to come out, execute well, prepare, uh, and, and get these last two district games. And, and they did. They had a, a great week a couple weeks ago against Riverview and and uh, and then certainly coming out and getting the win against Newsom uh, after a late rally by by what they made and, and uh, kind of hanging tough and, and finishing out the game so really proud of their efforts special teams coach Dennis Staller joins us tonight Dennis how you doing doing great Dave glad to be here it was uh, yeah just a remarkable game when you look at it uh, we were kind of 29 to nothing after the first quarter and we were saying ah we may get out of here early tonight and then all of a sudden Newsom comes storming back and let's make no mistake about it Newsom's a good football team many people picked Newsom to be a playoff team this year they came up just short but they came battling back and really showed a lot of heart and determination I thought well yeah and uh if you remember me saying earlier uh last week that you know I've coached against Newsom you know for the last eight years so i know what they're capable of doing and i've seen them put up points i've seen them come back that's just kind of the way their 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 character of their team they keep fighting and uh and, and find ways to kind of grit out wins and, and things like that so i it didn't surprise me a whole lot i knew uh they you know we couldn't fall asleep defensively on on, on some of the things that they do offensively and and uh you know to their credit they they came storming back uh, particularly in the uh, the early part of the third quarter, and uh, we had a couple, you know, a couple of mishaps. On we didn't tackle very well in the opening kickoff and in going in the second half, and and uh, they got us on a fake punt, and then we turned the ball over offensively. So three kind of back to back to back series where we didn't play very good, uh, in a couple of different phases uh, allowed them to get back into the game and, and created some momentum for them, and, and so I was I was happy with the way we responded to that um, and uh, and kind of finished out the game. Yeah, the defense in the first quarter tossed a shutout. The fourth quarter, closing the game, tossed a shutout. Problem was, in the 
second and third quarters, we gave up some points. Well, in, in the third quarter, we gave them a short field, too. You know, they, they bring the opening kickoff back to the two-yard line, and a quarterback sneak later, they they get a touchdown. And, and uh, they get a fake punt that uh, they bring inside the inside the 15 as well. And then in our turnover, uh, we had the ball at the minus 20 after a touchback, and, and um, we fumble on a jet sweep that gave them the ball inside the 15. And so, um, you know, three possessions inside – you know the 15 yard line uh you know it's not a we're, we didn't put our defense in a good position to start out the third quarter and uh um, you know and it, and it costed us it brought them back in the game and, and what turned from a, a four or a four score lead turned you know quickly into a one score lead yeah it got a little dicey there <laughs> <laughs> and you know I, I was so impressed and i'm not often impressed by visiting crowds when we go on the road but I thought their crowd was really good. Yep. They stayed engaged. Their student section was remarkable. Yep. They were in it the whole time. Because, of course, when we're on the road, the press box is always on the home side, so we're always right above the, the home people. And, Dennis, I just thought that, um, you know, it was our last game of the year. I, I just thought the crowd played kind of a role in the game, in their comeback anyway. Well, you know, one of the guys that was standing over on our sideline who was one of the chain crew, was talking to me during a timeout. And I don't know if you realize this, but he told me that uh, just the previous week, one of their students had been killed in a tragic accident. And if you remember, those kids were all wearing white T-shirts and they were playing the Texas Longhorn fight song. And, you know, that was a tribute to him. And then, of course, it was senior night on top of that. And they were there to cheer their team on with a chance to go into the playoffs. But uh, that was a, that was a tragic thing that happened there. With yeah, I, I was kind of thinking that that's probably what happened. He's a young man that had committed to go to the university. He wasn't a football player, but he had committed to go to the University of Texas and had been accepted, and he loved the University of Texas, and, okay. and that was a tribute to him. Well, another thing is, Dennis, while we have you, talk a little bit about their fake punt because they executed that pretty well. They did, and that one's totally on me, uh, not on our kids. We felt like we had an opportunity coming in for the first time in a while to really get after and block a kick. They did some things that we thought we could take advantage of. And so we lined up and came after them, and, and they happened to choose the correct side of the field uh, against us. And uh, the guy just broke straight up field and uh, got the ball away before, before we were able to tackle him because we came free in the A-gap. But he got the ball away. So you got to tip your hat to them. Sometimes the other guys make good plays too. Yeah, and I, yeah, I thought that was just a, a really good play, and they were going to have to pull some plays off like that, John, if yeah. they were going to win the game. And, you know, we ended up winning comfortably 63-41, and I guess it's a good thing to be challenged. We're up by 29 points. If we score a couple more, we cruise right in, we win the game. This way, you know, we were challenged, and we did have to rise to the occasion. Well, absolutely. And, you know, one of the things we talk about is, is toughness. That's one of our pillars uh, of success. And, and we oftentimes talk about, um, you know, the, the physical toughness. But when you talk mental toughness, it's going through adversity. But a lot of times it's, it's how do you overcome success? And up 29 to 0 in the first quarter, um, how do you respond to that? Do you, consi- do you can continue to play hard? Do you continue to, to play physical? Um, or do you, you know, kind of coast and and you know and, and not play as as well as you should and, and uh, I don't think we, we we necessarily coasted 
Um, but, uh, you know, I think we got a little lax in some, some areas and, and uh, we kind of had to refocus and, and tighten up some things, and, and we, we certainly did that in the, uh, toward the end of the second half. I actually think that hurt us last year. We had so many running clocks. So we got Definitely. into the playoffs and had to play 48 minutes. So. Right. Well, one thing, John, when this offense is clicking and certainly has clicked a lot this year, it's like a video game. I've never yeah. seen anything like it. I mean, <laughs> you guys just go up and down the field. And you know what? It's a real pleasure to yep. watch our offense when we're moving. And A.J. had another great game. Mm-hmm. And Keon Fordham. The one move he made, I called it Superman. Yeah. And uh, I, I want to play that clip here. This is uh, one of our touchdowns. We had quite a few, but this is a touchdown by Keon Fordham. A.J. will give off to Keon. Keon running to the right, breaks a tackle at the 10. He's to the 5. He leaps into the end zone. It's a touchdown. Superman with an 8-yard wow. touchdown. Yeah, that, um, I mean, it takes a special athlete to do something like that. Well, I told him on the sideline, I said, you've been out practice for two weeks with an ankle, and all of a sudden you hurdle somebody <laughs> like that. <laughs> I thought your ankle was hurting. Yeah, um, it, it, it was remarkable. Yeah. And the, thing he, that the, the things that he has done as a sophomore just are, are nothing short of remarkable. It, it's pretty impressive. You know, it, uh, you look statistically, uh, you know, he, I think that's we've got him slotted as, as playing in six games. He really only played in five. He got hurt in the first yeah. play of the game, and, and uh, which puts him – well over 100 yards a game, but but 10 touchdowns and and uh, can we change that? Yeah, we probably, <laughs> probably should. I mean, really. Um, uh, but uh, but I mean, just he's just he's just a, a tremendous player and um, a great athlete. Has a what I really was impressed with on Friday night was his ability to run between the tackles. He got a lot of tough yards um, and uh, had a couple. Couple uh, run through on contact right at the goal line. I loved how he, he kind of ran behind his pads, lowered his shoulder, and got into the end zone. Johnny averages 13 yards a yeah. touch. Yep. I mean, okay, then it begs you, he should just get the ball every time. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he's averaging 13. That, that's amazing. Yeah, he's, he's, it, it's, he's fun to watch. I mean, you know, it's, uh, there's not a lot that he's uh, that he that he's done wrong. I mean, we're 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 getting the ball to him in the in a screen game. We're uh, you know we're, we're we're going inside, we're going outside. He's he just has a real knack to to finding the run lane, and um, it, it's fun to watch him run. It doesn't look like he's even trying. Uh, he just kind of glides as he as he runs out there, but he just pulls away and separates from guys. Probably had a few more touches uh, than normal mm-hmm. because with Josh on defense 18 touches right and that's where you know with with the two of them at at playing running back at the same time they're usually that's about cut in half with with that now if you look at uh another glowing statistic aj cola giovanni 24 for 33 377 yards 73 percent completion five touchdowns these last two games he's been almost perfect yeah he has been and and uh the stat that's not on there is that we had two drops that puts him over 400 yards and almost 80% completion percentage. So, uh, you know, you're, you're talking a couple throws in the game that, uh, were, you know, were, were, were missed throws. But, uh, you know, the last three weeks, A.J. has just really lit it up. Uh, 14 touchdowns, um, above 65% completion percentage the last three games. Uh, it's really coming on strong we, you know we talked about it last week his uh, his ability to run and uh Huge. we've noticed that you know his 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 ankle his calf 
it's all coming back strong and, and uh, that ability to run is, is really kind of igniting some things offensively for us as well. Yeah, seven carries for 47 yards. Right. And, you know, the, the last two weeks it was 50, mid-50s, 56. There's a 63-yard game in there as well. And, um, you know, it's, it's not going to set the world on fire as far as, you know, rushing over 100 yards. But what it does is those, those carries now are anywhere from six to seven yards a carry. That's, now teams have to respect that. And, and, it, and it becomes somebody that now is a legitimate threat. So it opens up those those carries for our backs. It opens up some things in the past game where now you've got to be honest defensively. And, uh, you know, and, and I told you, you know, a few weeks ago that our offense runs through our quarterback, much, you know, much like most offenses in, in, in today's game. But A.J. just does a great job of making the right decisions and knowing where to go with the ball. And, and Friday night a lot of the time was going to Tariq with what they were doing defensively and, and uh, you know, and he gets the ball in these guys' hands and, and they, they make teams pay. Well, that's another glowing statistic that jumps out at you. 11 catches, 216 yards, yep. Tariq Milton. He, what was so fun to watch was his ability to make guys miss after the catch. Um, one play in particular was one of the touchdowns and a little double move route that, he came out and broke a tackle in the corner, and the backer came late, and safety came over the top, and, and made all three guys miss. And so it's just a just a special player. Um, you know, he he's got the speed to go with you know and stretch teams vertically, but but his ability to, to make people miss uh, and run after the catch is unlike anything that I've ever seen. All right, we're going to take our first time out, but before before we do, we've got the long touchdown pass. I think this is the long touchdown pass. AJ hitting Tariq Milton. We will listen to this as we go into our break, and we'll be back with more right after this. At their 32-yard line, A.J. takes a snap. A.J. looks. A.J. is throwing a deep ball on the far side. It's caught at the 30 by Milton to the 20. It's going to be a touchdown. Tariq Milton. Wow. That goes 77 yards. A.J. Giovanni to Tariq Milton. And the Canes lead 48-21. to 21. Are you looking to get a great price on a new Buick, GMC, or Subaru? Conley & Bradenton. Need a reliable used car you can afford? Conley & Bradenton. What about great financing, expert service, and a reputation that's second to none? Yep, you guessed it, Conley & Bradenton. Hi, I'm Alan Conley. And I'm Chris Conley. From the time our grandpa started our dealership over 50 years ago, we have been proud to be part of this community. So for your family's next vehicle, come see our family, Conley Buick GMC and Conley Subaru. 800 Cortez Road West in Bradenton. Conley Buick GMC, where we treat you like family. Go Canes! Brown and Sons Funeral Home and Crematory wishes you the best of luck this season. Your manatee neighbor for over 40 years, the caring experts at Brown and Sons know how to guide you and your family through the difficult times. Featuring Trust 100 pre-planning, they'll handle all your local and long-distance needs. Celebrate the game of football, but when the game of life must end, depend on Brown and Sons with two locations to serve you. Online at brownandsonsfuneral.com. 
it comes to excellence in football, nobody beats the Manatee Hurricanes. When it comes to excellence in body shops, nobody beats Costantino. Costantino Body Shop specializes in collision repair with cutting-edge equipment and technology. Costantino helps you with your insurance claims and gets you back on the road. Life moves fast, and Costantino keeps you moving. 9th Street West in Bradenton. Details online at CostantinoBodyShop.com. Bradenton's oldest and most trusted paint and body shop, Costantino Body Shop. First Manatee Bank is now a proud sponsor of Manatee Hurricane Football. Isn't it time for a better banking system? First Manatee Bank is a true hometown community bank, and that's hard to find these days. First Manatee Bank has a staff with a long history of service in our community. Whether it's personal or business, First Manatee will take care of all your banking needs. With locations in West Bradenton, East Bradenton, and Parrish, there's a First Manatee branch close to you or bank online at firstmanatee.com. As a five-time pick by Super Lawyers Magazine, as a top Florida attorney, and as a longtime supporter of Hurricane football, Edwin Eddie Mulock brings more than 40 years' experience to the courtroom. Personal injury, wrongful death, medical malpractice, and criminal law, Eddie uses his innate passion for helping people and his extensive knowledge of the law to champion justice. Office is located in downtown Bradenton at 701 Manatee Avenue West. Call 748-2104. That's 748-2104. Or log on to MulockLaw.com. If you have a damaged windshield, keep your family safe with a premium quality replacement and a lifetime warranty from Autoglass America. If you have comprehensive insurance, we'll buy back your old windshield for up to $100 cash on the spot, come to you with free mobile service, and install a new premium quality windshield all at no cost to you. Be safe. Call today for fast claims processing. Remember, we turn your broken glass into cold, hard cash. 813-96-GLASS. That's 813-96-GLASS. Autoglass America. AM 930, Stress Saver, Traffic Report. Good evening, 75 northbound, earlier crash on the north end of the Manatee River Bridge, still as northbound slow back to State Road 70. This update brought to you by Oak Hill Academy, DeSoto Bridge northbound, a little bit of a slow ride across the Manatee River. Business 41 Bridge and the Skyway looking good, 301. Uh, no problems between uh, Bradenton and Sarasota, State Road 70, State Road 64, University Parkway, Fruitville, all looking good. Tamiami Trail southbound, an earlier crash after Bay of Vista has southbound slow back to Fruitville. Where can you find a boarding school that will enable your child to realize his or her untapped potential? Oak Hill Academy, nationally recognized Oak Hill Academy. For more info, oak-hill.net. Dave Kosh, AM 930, The Answer. Welcome back to Hurricane Hotline, hosted by Dave Bresto and Hurricanes head coach, John Booth. Talk to the coach now, 877-969-8600. Now, here's Dave Bresto and coach John Booth. Get that out. All right, we are back live at Buffalo Wild Wings for Hurricane Hotline and we have a great crowd here tonight. We're just spread out. We've got all the players out on the patio. You guys doing all right out there? Yeah, they've, uh, they've got their wings going out there. It is half-price wing night if you're out driving around. No better deal in town. Half-price wings here at Buffalo Wild Wings. You know where we're located, right at the corner of 41 and Cortez Road, right by Lowe's and Dick's Sporting Goods. So come on out here tonight. We are going to talk hurricane football for the next 35 minutes. We've got John Booth, head coach here, 
and Dennis Stallard, special teams coach. And Dennis, the first two kickoffs, we had a freshman. I think he's a freshman, right, that uh, ran down and made the hit. He is. Ben Dumas is a, a freshman we brought up. And we just had a lot of inconsistency this year with injuries and, and so forth. And consistency is such an important factor in playing special teams. And we've had to play a lot of young kids. I think we had a freshman. We had about five sophomores that were on the kickoff unit the other night. And we've got guys that just haven't had a lot of game reps. And we've actually been working on that this week, drilling some of our guys, trying to refine technique a little bit. Well, he was awesome. He, he covered <laughs> he jumped well. in there. And, uh, you know, sometimes, John, you just got to give a kid a shot. Yeah, and that's something that we saw um, really. On the, he was playing on a freshman freshman team uh, at the beginning of the season. It was one of those guys that, you know, maybe could have been a JV player, um, but – you know, we needed, we had a little bit more experience on the, at the JV linebacking position, and so we kept him on the freshman team. Moved him up toward the end of the JV season. Um, did a really nice job while he was in there as well, and, and uh, we said we want to give this kid some more experience to get some more reps with him, and if nothing else, see if he can be a body that can run down on, on kickoff. And, I mean, first, first couple days of practice, we're seeing special teams drills, open field tackle drills. Um, there's not – not often do you see a ninth grader that hasn't been on varsity since the beginning come in and not be afraid or not, you know, be, you know, timid. Or uh, he came right in and was aggressive, hungry, wanted to play, and uh, did a really nice job. And shoot, the first couple kickoffs now it goes down there and makes tackles. So, um, you know, almost to the point where it's like the game's not too big for him. Yeah, who would have thought that a young man who started playing freshman and played most of the year freshman right. would be contributing for the Hurricanes as we start a playoff push here unbelievable right absolutely but you know that's that's something that that you know i say i've said for a number of years and in, in our and our staff the same way is it doesn't matter what grade you're in if you can play you can play uh, Jaden robinson's a ninth grader for us Keon fordham's a, a sophomore uh, our player of the week defensively uh frank waiters um is a sophomore who at one point was was you know, starting on our JV as well. We moved him in. He's come in and, and filled in really nice. Had a couple picks this year so far. And so age, you know, is, is really irrelevant. If you can go out and play, you can play. And, yeah, Frank Waiters, you know, he was a guy playing JV and right. got the call because of some injuries. And now he's our defensive player of the game. And we've worked with Frank even dating back into the spring um, as uh, his ninth grade year, um, seeing maybe he could be a guy that, that could compete for, for that spot. And we had him working out with our varsity. And uh, he got some reps in the spring game and, and worked out with us throughout the summer uh, as well and, and uh, worked our seven-on-seven seven games and tournaments and, and – uh, lifted with our varsity guys and it kind of got to a point where we had to make a decision and it didn't look like he was going to crack into the starting lineup so we had him play jv to get some some of those experience but really he's done a nice job for us and we're really excited about what uh, his future here with us all right with the win the hurricanes are now in the playoffs congratulations john uh, making the playoffs that's Thank of you. course what you strive for every year yep. we wanted to be the district champs but uh, didn't happen so right. uh, you regroup and you go out there, you get the win the other night, and you'll have to head to Dr. Phillips before that game, of course. We play Southeast, and we're going to talk about the Southeast game. But for the next few minutes, we're going to talk about the matchups in 8A because it's kind of an interesting year in 8A. When you look, John, at the playoff breakdown in the northern half, 
which is where Manatee is, there are four undefeated teams. In the southern half, there's zero undefeated teams. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that means. It means that, obviously, the north is pretty strong. And I think if you look at it, I think the team that has to stand out is Apopka. Yep. And Kissimmee Osceola is having another good year. But, you know, I went over Kissimmee's. They won by one point over the runner-up in that district, Ridge Community. So I think if you just look at scores and tradition, Apopka stands out at you. Yeah, I think so. And, and uh, you know, particularly early, I hadn't looked at a lot of their, their scores throughout the season, but early there was they were putting up some points and, and shutting people down. And, and uh, uh, you know, I think year in and year out, they're going to be one of the top ones from our side of the bracket. Now, if you look at who we are paired with, we travel to take on Dr. Phillips. Of course, we've been there the last two years, so no big deal. Dr. Phillips, 7-2. and two. Then the runner-up of Dr. Phillips' district, Olympia, 6-2. and two. And you'll see a lot of records that are under 10 games just because of hurricanes, bad weather, yeah. all of that. Um, they will travel to take on the Riverview Rams. Look, I could see anybody coming out of that four. Those four teams there. Yep. I mean, uh, going to Dr. Phillips at least is something, John, that we've done the last two years. Right. And, uh, you know, and we, well, we've, we've played them three years now that I've been here and uh, just different different rounds. We saw them in the third round again, you know, my first year and second round last year, and now we'll see them in the first round this year. And so, um, you know, it, just the way that, you know, things have kind of lined up, it's, Manatee, Dr. Phillips is going to be a team that a game that's going to be played in the postseason, and so um, you know we're we're looking forward to it, and and uh, it'll be obviously a, a, a challenge for us, and it'll be a, a good environment, a great game, so it'll be one that we're 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 ready for. What do you think their reaction was when they found out? Oh man, we got to host Manatee in the first round. I'm sure probably a little bit surprised, um, you know, and and, uh, and not real happy, probably. Yeah, probably not, and. Uh, you know, and so we'll, we'll see how you know we'll see how they go. I, I know I know they'll be ready for us, and, and uh, you know whatever we play them in the second round, third round, or first round, they'll be ready for us. Not to take anything away from Riverview, Riverview's a good team, but it's just one of those things. It's kind of like if in fact Olympia would have upset Phillips, which was close. Yeah, which yeah. was close. I mean, to be honest with you, I'd rather take on Olympia than Phillips, just by looking at both teams. Sure, and uh, nothing against Olympia, but I'm sure uh, Dr. Phillips this year probably would rather take on a Riverview than a Manatee in the first round, but this is the way the chips fall. Right. And if you go to that game and you win, there's a pretty good possibility that you're going to play Riverview in the second round if Riverview can knock off right. you know, the first round opponent. That'd be something. That, uh, <laughs> that's definitely something that we've, we've talked about, and uh, we would love to see that scenario. Now, if you look at... Uh, do you follow, you know, you look at the lower half. You've got your familiar teams in there, John. Uh, you know, you've got Flanagan. You've got Southridge down to the south. You've got Vero Beach. Uh, they're actually in the north. Um, is anything stand out to you there in the in the south part of the region? I think it's the, the yeah, same old teams. Yeah, no, you're seeing some of the Deerfield Beach is playing well. Piper has, has played well the, the, this year. and. and kind of have come on strong but yeah your Flanagan's and um, yeah Miami Southridge those, Coral Gables yeah, the, yeah those teams have, have been pretty solid all, all year now once again the four undefeated teams from the fourth uh, from the uh, northern half of Popka 
Seminole. That's a team we played a couple of years ago. Yep. Uh, they've really come on strong. Kissimmee Osceola, we've played them in the past in Vero Beach. Yep. Of course, we've played them. Yep. So lots of familiarity in the north, no doubt about that. All right, so that's kind of how the playoffs in 8A shape up. Our opponent Friday night, very familiar one, the Southeast Seminoles, they too are going into the playoffs. They will play Fort Myers Dunbar. What have you seen from this Southeast team, John? They had to really battle to beat Booker to get into the playoffs. Yeah, you know, they, uh, they're an athletic group, uh, particularly on the defensive side. We, and we, it, very similar to what we saw last year, uh, guys that can run, guys that come off the ball um, and, and, and fly around. And so, um, you know, we, we've got to – and they've done some different things defensively with some, some defensive line games and backer games where they're going to bring some twists and blitzes that our guys – you know, we've worked on, and, and hopefully we won't be too confused and, and get out there and, and kind of execute our pass protection well. But uh, um, an athletic group, they got a young quarterback, uh, new to football, who's a basketball player and, and pretty athletic, but uh, I, th- I think still kind of learning their system, and, and uh, uh, but, but no doubt have some guys that he can get the ball to. Well, Dennis, one thing we know, it's always Manatee Southeast. I mean, it doesn't really matter what the records are. It's uh, a huge game. Well, I've got sort of a unique perspective on that because when I first moved to Manatee County, I started coaching with Paul Meckley over at Southeast, and I know what this game means to those kids. First of all, congratulations out there to uh, Coach West coming back and getting the kids in the playoffs. And, uh, he's a Southeast guy. He was a quarterback mm-hmm. at Southeast, and I know he's going to restore a lot of the pride to that program over there. But I, we told our kids today, how much this game means to those kids that when they put on the orange and blue over at Southeast, the one thing they want to do is they want to beat Manatee. Oh, they're going to come out fired up. So we better, and I told them, the team that we see on film is not the team that's going to show up on the field Friday night. We found that again and again and again, and we have, have to be ready. Now, there's no doubt about it. We're going to get their best shot. Well, two years ago, we go to the semifinals. We go to their plays and end up getting rained out, played on Saturday, and they almost got us. Yes. They played yes. very, very well. Quarterback played out of his mind. That was probably his best game of all season, and they almost got us. All right. We have our entire offense here tonight, and from the defensive side of things, we have Frank Waiters. So, Gene, I'm not sure how you're going to treat this, uh, who's the spokesperson from the offense, but take it away. Well, we're out here, and they've got about 200-plus wings, and it got deathly quiet out here all of a sudden. So A.J.'s wiped his fingers, so maybe we could talk to him now. A.J. coming out here, getting the whole offensive team out here. Uh, really did a good job on Friday night, start out the game, coming out 29 unanswered points to go right out of the gate. Um, tell us kind of how it felt coming out right at the beginning of that game, knowing that it was basically a do-or-die situation. You know, we just wanted to go out and be perfect. You know, it's a do-or-die situation, so we have to go out and uh, execute every play and just finish drives and get in the end zone, and that was our goal, and that's what we did. Yeah, and they were sitting uh, out here with uh, what got coined as Superman at one part of the game and uh, jumping over it, coming back after an injury and coming back. How did it feel out there on Friday night after you wipe your uh, mouth with eating? Uh, it was good. Uh... Is the, is the injury all better, obviously? 
Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, the angle was fine. It hurt when I ran the first play, but then I got tough and I just never had to do. There was a little bit going through this, this at times. Uh, tell us how good your offensive line did for you, opening up those holes. O-line did good. Uh, uh, everybody did good. Everybody did their job. All right. Well, hey, uh, hey Gene, talk to the new center. Put him, right. in the, put him in the Our spotlight. Our new center. Oh, he's Spagnola. got a big old smile on his yeah, face. Uh, got a little nervous out there. <laughs> Coming up, and I don't know, you probably don't know this. Some of the guys might know it, but I was a center in high school also. So, you know, I long snapped. We didn't do shotgun, but it's one of the things. And my son was on the um, team in 09 that went to the state championship. And it's probably one of the most important jobs is getting the quarterback. You make his job a lot easier with the snapping. So getting called up and doing what you've done, has it uh, been exciting being up here with the group and really – the pressure is uh, not as bad as it seems at times, but I think you're probably more nervous now the way you're looking at it. Yeah. Um, at first it wasn't. It was kind of bad, but then once I got going, got my feet in place, um, I got my ground and I was good. All right. Have you kind of uh, bonded with all of these guys as you go through it? And uh, you know, when you can make all those snaps, it really Which makes one? it easy. Yeah, uh, we got pretty close. Um, I was already pretty close with them, and then once I got up here, it just everything just like clicked. Well, we've got a couple of you know this rivalry with Southeast. You know, I mean, it may not be as what it used to be when we go through it, but coming up and you know this is your third game, so it's going to be exciting. Yeah, I'm going to pour my heart out, and I'm going to do my best and get us another Manatee win. Good, thank you. Okay, Gene. Uh... Congratulations to the entire offense. Great game. I'm going to try to get over to the waiters now. Yeah, go ahead and grab Frank. Yeah, we'll get over here to him. All right, we're out here uh, kind of coming up from JV and getting in there the first game. Playing last week, you had a, an interception right out of the box. The only pass. And uh, then this past week had another interception. You know, we figured we'd bring you with the offense since you're one of our leading receivers, but on defense. Yeah. Tell, walk us through those interceptions when you were in there. Yeah. Well, the quarterback, he's not really reading. He's just trying to find his tight end and throw it. And I just use my technique from my coaches, just teach us to use our technique. And I was just there at the right place. All right. Have you enjoyed, uh, once you got moved up, getting some good playing time? Yeah, I felt very excited doing something good to help our team win. All right, well, keep up the good work, and uh, congratulations, and keep eating these wings. We'll get you another 100 if you need them. Hey, Gene, what uh, what flavor wings are they chowing down on? Okay, Gene didn't hear that one. <laughs> I think, what are the, hey, Gene, what, what flavor of wings are they eating out there? They got from napalm down to garlic parmesan, just whatever. They, they all had their little orders, but... They, there's, Who's eating the hot ones? They're eating some hot ones. I don't know. I think, Tar I think Tariq's got the hot ones, you know. Wow. Well, he's the hot receiver right now, no doubt about that. Over 200 yards. All right, that was great having the uh, whole offense here, John. And, um, you know, I, I just wanted to get Spagnola on there for a little bit because uh, I, I think it's fairly remarkable what yeah. he's been asked to do and that he's delivered. Well, he has, and, and uh, one of the things that uh, made the decision for us a little easier was his, his, the, the mental capacity that he has within the offense. I mean, he knows he knows his responsibility, but what's kind of unique with him is he knows the guys around him, their responsibilities. And as a center, you've got to call out fronts. You've got to call out 
backers and, and certain things that's going to put us in the right position. And, and that was something that, you know, we knew kind of going into this how he would be able to do. The, the question kind of remained was, A, can he get the snap back consistently? And, uh, and B, can he physically, can he get in there and block and, and, and do his job in, you know, in the middle with some, you know, Spags isn't the, the biggest guy out there. So how can he, how can he handle that? And uh, he's just done a fantastic job. We haven't had any bad snaps. Um, he's been able to allow us to continue to, to move the ball effectively, uh, offensively, um, and he's doing and he's doing his job. He's 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 maintaining his blocks and he's getting up to second levels on the backers and he's just doing a really really good job. Well, we've been through two centers. We've had injuries at that position. He's actually our third center. That yeah, we've, had. we've been through two. Yeah, that's what I mean. And yeah. uh, it looks like that we're not going to get um, George Lardis. Yeah. George Lardis back. Yep. So uh, Spagnola is going to have to be the guy. And again. Um, I think the two games I've watched, he's been more consistent than anyone he snapping the ball. Yeah, he has been. And, and with our offense, it's a lot about timing, especially in, in the run game and with motions and, and, and some of our jet motions and things like that, that it's got to be snapped with good speed uh, and, and, good, and good ball placement. And, and he's placement. Just done a, yeah, and he's just done a nice job with it. Because so many times when you're running a hurry up out of the shotgun – you see snaps that are a little high, a little low, and it just throws everything off. Well, we're asking those guys to, to run. I think that's something that's kind of unique with, with what we do offensively. I mean, we need guys that can get up to the second levels, get up onto safeties, uh, and, and run. And we ask our centers to do that. We did that with Josh Carden a few years ago, uh, who, was, who was really, really good at snapping and pulling. Um, and we're doing the same thing with, with uh, Spags as well. And so, um, you know, he, he's just done a nice job. But when you snap and pull, Oftentimes that ball comes off to the side or it's high or low, and, and we're not getting those uh, knock on wood that will continue to, to, to execute the way the way he is. But he's just done a really nice job as we uh, as he stepped into that role and, and it, I think has eased all of our minds uh, after that first game against uh, Tampa Riverview. All right, we're going to take our final timeout. We'll be back with more. We're live from Buffalo Wild Wings. Former Hurricane Chuck Howard knows what it takes to be on a championship team. Howard Leasing is proud to sponsor the Hurricanes and ready to champion solutions for your employee leasing needs. Big business, small business. Howard Leasing covers it all from payroll processing and workers' comp to human resources and employee benefits. Get on the winning team with Chuck Howard and all the pros at Howard Leasing. Details available online at howardleasing.com. Again, that's howardleasing.com. Coastal Orthopedics and Sports Medicine proudly supports Manatee High School and Hurricanes football. Dr. Dan Lamar, a former Hurricane, is the team's medical director. Dr. Lamar and the staff of experts at Coastal Orthopedics are recognized leaders in sports medicine and wellness technology. And with offices in West Bradenton, East Bradenton, and Lakewood Ranch, they're always close by. Details online at CoastalOrthopedics.com. CoastalOrthopedics.com. Coastal Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, keeping you in the game. Hurricane fans, if you're in the market for a newer pre-owned vehicle, Perkins Automotive Group is your low-price leader. Perkins has a great selection of new cars featuring Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Mitsubishi, and Nissan. And don't forget, Perkins has the very best deals on pre-owned vehicles. Family-owned and operated for over 60 years. Visit Perkins on 1st Street and on Cortez Road in Bradenton. Or go online at Perkins.com. When you take time out to dine out, Canes fans know to head for the island and huddle up at three of the best waterfront restaurants around. 
the Sandbar Restaurant Anna Maria, the Beach House in Bradenton Beach, and the Mar Vista Dockside Restaurant on North Longboat Key. Great views, the freshest seafood, and real toes in the sand waterfront dining. The Sandbar, Beach House, and Mar Vista. A touchdown the whole team will cheer for. MNL Cabinets is a proud supporter of the Manatee Hurricanes. Bring your home to life with cabinetry solutions for any room. MNL features top quality products, including medallion cabinetry. MNL understands your desire to create a room that is both functional and stylish while maintaining a budget. MNL Cabinets is family owned and operated in Manatee County since 1995. Visit our showroom at 7459 Manatee Avenue West and online at MLCabinets.com. I had deals to be done and sales to be made, but I also had a company to run. And I was spending more of my time on HR, tax, workers' comp, and payroll hassles than I was on making money. That was costing me time and opportunities, so I called Tryon Solutions, local, here in Metro Detroit. Tryon takes the hassle out of running your company, so you can focus on what matters most. Tryon took care of my HR, tax, payroll, compliance, and workman's comp, so I could do what I do best, business. And Tryon's working big time. Tryon Solutions works for me. TryOnWorks.com. As a doctor for over 30 years, I know firsthand that Obamacare is failing. Some premiums have increased by 74%, and now they're expected to jump another 25% next year. Hillary Clinton is proud of her role in establishing this failure. Listen as she claims credit. Before it was called Obamacare, it was called Hillary Care. That's why doctors and patients across America are supporting Donald Trump. Paid for by Great American PAC, who is responsible for the content of this advertising. Not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. Windshields are all about safety, and so is Autoglass America. If your windshield is damaged and you have comprehensive insurance, we'll install a premium quality replacement with a lifetime warranty at no cost to you. We'll buy back your damaged windshield for up to $100 cash on the spot and come to you with free mobile service. Keep your family safe. Call us today. Remember, if it's chipped or cracked, we'll buy it back. 813-96-GLASS. That's 813-96-GLASS. Autoglass America. AM 930, Stress Saver, Traffic Report. Good evening, 75 northbound, earlier crash on the north end of the Manatee River Bridge still has northbound, slow back to State Road 70. This update brought to you by R.J. Kilty Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, DeSoto Bridge, northbound. Still a slow ride across the Manatee River. Business 41 Bridge looking okay, no problems on the Skyway, and an earlier crash in Sarasota on Tamiami Trail southbound, south of Bay of Vista, still seeing southbound jammed up back to Fruitvale Road. Do you have what it takes to work for R.J. Kilty Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling? Now hiring experienced plumbers with great pay and benefits. Apply now at rjkilty.com. That's rjkielty.com. Dave Kosh, AM 930, The Answer. Allen will take it and leads in for the touchdown. Welcome back to Hurricane Hotline, hosted by Dave Bresto and Hurricanes head coach, John Booth. Talk to the coach now, 877-969-8600. Now, here's Dave Bresto and coach John Booth. All right, welcome back, everyone, to... Hurricane Hotline, we're live at Buffalo Wild Wings, home of the very best wings in town, half price tonight, and our football team is taking full advantage of that. We've got our entire offense out uh, on the patio, enjoying some hot wings, mild wings, medium wings, 
And I'll tell you what, John, again, the offense uh, with a, a terrific game. The defense, I thought, played okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, at times they we gave up some yards, but, uh, you know, overall we made some stops when we needed to. I thought the most important thing the defense did was they came out strong. Right. Yeah, they played well in the, in the first quarter and, and really ended the game for us as well. Um, you know, but as I mentioned with with Newsom, it's a it's a gimmicky offense that is tough, and you've got to be you've got to be ready to go. And we're talking off air how how discipline and how quickly you have to react because of how fast they run. They're, they're, it's almost an offense that you want to really kind of see week one or week two where they haven't really kind of perfected it as well, and they're running things a little bit slower. By week ten, they're running that offense pretty eff- efficiently, and so. Uh, it, it's pretty tough to to, to get after, but uh, thought our guys did did well, and um, you know we we didn't put them in very good positions. Uh, we just saw the clip of the fake punt um, that you know gave the ball at the 12 yard line. Our fumble that we had put it inside the 15, and then we had a, a kick return brought back to the two, and that's how we started the third quarter. And so we didn't help them a whole lot, um, but uh, but I thought our offense played played lights out. Uh, AJ had a fantastic game. And, uh, and really kind of got things going. You know, I think this might be the second or third game that we've been over 600 yards of, of total offense. Um, and so that's a, that's a, we're getting a lot of plays in and, and, uh, and executing pretty well. So, Dennis, what about uh, the play of your special teams this year? You've had um, kind of um, a challenge. Last year you had a kid you just stuck out there, Nick Knoll, and he'd kick it in the end zone every time. He would punt it deep every time. And, now you've gone from using one young man to having three players kind of divide everything up. Well, from a, a special teams perspective, it's been an unusual year. If you if you notice, we've had very few opportunities to punt, which is a testament to our offense, and we've had very few opportunities really to kick field goals because when they get down in the red zone, they're scoring touchdowns. The couple of ball games where we probably had a chance to maybe kick a field goal in Alabama, we need touchdowns. Right. And in Venice, we were behind. We need touchdowns. So it's just been a year where we really haven't had to rely on a field goal kicker, and we really haven't had to punt much. Now, they've, Hamidi has done a good job when we've asked him to, but we came into the season with some untested guys, and I sort of wish that we'd had a chance to test those guys a little during the season with a, with a pressure field goal, something like that. Yeah, I think Diallo's punted well. Um and I also think Daniel Rain has been very consistent. Uh, he only two extra points, and I won't say he missed them, but just of a, of a snap or whatever. You know, 36 out of 38 before last week, and then had a bunch last week. Uh, Brandon Sweeney was kicking pretty good, probably not quite as good as everyone expected going in, because I think we expected he would be in the end zone maybe half the time. Uh, but he's been banged up a little, hasn't he? Uh, he's a little bit hurt. We're, uh, we'll see. He's a, he's a wait-and-see guy. Most likely Daniel will end up kicking on Friday night. He's got a, a big upside. And a lot of people don't understand, coming from kicking a soccer ball to kicking a football is not just an automatic transition, especially when you're kicking off. Right. Because you continue to use that soccer style, and you end up hitting the ball low and hooking the ball you know, in his case, to the right. So we've been working on him and getting his, getting the height. And when he, the thing I want to mention about Brandon, though, is when he does not get the ball in the end zone, the magic number is 4.0. When you can hang a ball for four seconds, you give your coverage guys time to get there. 
and he will consistently hang the ball up there about 3.8 seconds, which means we've got time to run. You know, several times we've tackled guys inside the 20. Right. Which is even better than a, than a touchback coming out to the 20. But we're going to try to keep him rested and have him healthy for the Dr. Phillips game. Yeah, because when you're playing a team like Dr. Phillips, man, you do not, I repeat, do not, John, want to give them field position out around the 40 or no, so. Absolutely. If you can make them go that extra 20, that's huge. Absolutely. Now, Dennis, I wanted to get your take on something because Sunday afternoon, I was sitting around and uh, coming off a great, great Saturday of college football. Couldn't have gone better if you're a Gator. Um, but... Um, I was watching the Bucks. I figured, you know, what the heck. All, but, you know, unbelievable. The end of that game, you've got a guy who has been one of the most dependable kickers in the history of the NFL, Janikowski. And lo and behold, he gives the Bucks a chance by missing a couple. Granted, they're long, but not for him. But I thought the game was over. And then uh, the Bucks kicker, he misses an extra point. You just don't know, do you? All the way up to the NFL. I guess if I had the answer to that, I'd be on the sidelines in Raven James. Yeah. You know, if I had the answer to that. Were but you shocked at Janikowski? I was shocked he missed the 50. I was. I was because he's been so reliable. And I'm I'm so pulling uh, for Aguayo to get things straightened out. I mean, they, they took a first-round draft pick to bring him in. You know, if you go back and look at it, Janikowski had a terrible year. Yeah. Gruden almost fired him. That's what they were saying on the on the TV. Almost broadcast. fired him. And, and it's my hope that that'll happen. that's what's going to happen with Aguayo, that he's going to settle in. Because I would think you almost have to stick with him because you spent a high draft pick on him another year. But fast forward, if we're into next year and he's missing extra points, then, you know, it's probably see you later. And the big concern <laughs> also is we're not even into the cold weather yet. Right. And playing games in the north where the wind's blowing hard and the ground's frozen over and, you know, you're living in Florida most of your life and you've got to go up and kick in those conditions. Did you guys, did, did you see the, the Bucks raiders game, the end of it, I did. John? Did you hear about it, the oh, yeah. fact that they set a record for penalties? Yeah. It was unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, I had never seen a football game like that. And I'll tell you what. Derek Carr is a heck of a quarterback yeah. for the Raiders. I mean, he was a point. Now he's got two great receivers to throw to and a pretty good offensive line when they're not holding or doing whatever. But uh, that was a game that the Bucks absolutely should have won. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave, you were talking about special teams. I just want to give a shout-out to uh, to Andrew Zink. Oh, yeah. That was our snapper. Great segue because we're going to talk about our college yeah, players. Now. For uh, a couple of years, and, and sometimes – you don't realize, well, we realized what we had, but, boy, we sure do miss that guy. He's now uh, snapping full-time at South Alabama, doing a great job for them. And I don't want to steal your thunder here, but we were talking earlier about the great game Kelvin McKnight had Man. against Mississippi State. So our guys are doing well. Yeah, they really Man are. And, guys. and um, I wanted, I was watching Georgia Tech Duke because I wanted to watch uh, – Jake Stickler blocking Danny Doyle. Yeah. And they never it never happened, but they both got in and you know, it was uh, a great game. Tech ended up winning. Yeah. Duke having some problems uh, this year. It seems like they're up and down. It makes it a lot of fun to watch college football when you've got a guy on the team yes. from your high school. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, and we have so many now. They're just all yeah. over the place and it's yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun to keep watching and you got uh you know we're playing southeast and a guy like brian Poole, you know mm-hmm. a guy that uh, was basically a nickelback for florida but we knew when we saw him at southeast dennis that this kid's something special 
And now he's in the NFL doing quite well. And, you know, it's, it's just a, a testament to this area. So many players have come out of here. And, John, you were, you were one of them, too. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, it's great, not only on Saturday, but also on Sunday. Yep. And that's what makes it a lot of fun. Well, it's Southeast Manatee. Now, you were at Kiwanis today. That's an annual yep. thing. Yeah, we did the annual uh, luncheon with them and, and got a chance to, to speak with them. And, and uh, Coach West was there as well and uh, to kind of visit with him and, and uh, talk about the upcoming game. And what's neat is you got two alumni that are back coaching at their schools. And, and I know he's going to restore a lot of pride with that program. And, and you know, that, that rivalry that – I think we grew up in and played in is not quite the same as it as it once was, but there's no doubt that this is a big game for for both myself and for Coach West, and and uh, one that we're going to get our guys ready for, and, and hopefully have a have a good one Friday. John uh, Dennis, we only have like ten seconds for this, but I can't forget John Hernandez, USF. Jonathan, that's right. Yeah, and I, I had a chance to watch him. I went up to the Florida State-South Florida game. John's doing a fantastic job for them. Yep, and they knocked off Navy, a ranked team, the other night. All right, that'll do it for Hurricane Hotline. We're live from Buffalo Wild Wings. We'll be back here next Tuesday. Don't forget, Friday night, Manatee at Southeast. We'll be on the air at 7 o'clock, leading up to a 7.30 kickoff. I want to thank everyone involved in tonight's broadcast. This is Dave Bristow. Until Friday night, so long, everyone. My dad is furious. He just realized a simple strategy would have given him $500 more in his Social Security check each month. There are more than 1,300 ways for married couples to file, and the Social Security office does not help you choose the best one. Free Social Security classes are now being held in Sarasota by Dave Kennan, an accredited National Social Security Advisor, one of only 18 such experts in the state of Florida. Do not apply for Social Security benefits until you first take this free one-hour class. Learn rules and strategies that ensure you get all the money you deserve. Sign up now Tuesday, November 8th and Thursday, November 10th at 6.30 p.m. in Sarasota. Please call now and reserve a seat as we are often on a waiting list. 225-7494 or socialsecurityrsvp.com. 225-7494 or socialsecurityrsvp.com. Securities offered through First Allied Securities, member FINRA and SIPC. 225-7494 or socialsecurityrsvp.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.